decade in the books, man. I'm I couldn't be happier. I couldn't be prouder. Uh, but before uh, before we get on with the get on and get down with the get down, man. Shout out, rest in peace. Shout out to Ed Asheroff, man. I know what you went through, man. May you rest in power. <laughs> Yo, B. Austin is having his his flu game right now. He's having his pneumonia game. Yo, we don't do load management, even when we're on our deathbed. We don't do load management. Yeah, I think I think it's Holly Wild that my man giving a rest in peace shout out. You dying laughing like I I get why you are, but I think no, it's weird, man. I'm pretty sure in this. Nine and a half years that people have been listening to us. They already know at this point we're weird and we will laugh at anything. Um, I hope Bull we'll come back. I hope Bull we'll come back with a melanated sister, though, next time. But, you know, that's my Yo. Idea. Yo. Come on, let's move on. Let's move on. Yo. We sure will. We will move on. And the Hot Topics and uh, Gus's Picks are brought to you by my bookie. Look, man, you guys can make tons of bread sports betting at my bookie. Just check it out. The NFL's in its final week, and, uh, you know, before the playoffs, and the NBA just had its Christmas slate that, in my opinion, didn't live up to any of the hype. But if you still haven't checked out my bookie, because y'all probably lost a lot of money yesterday as well, um, this is the perfect time to do it. You can lay down some cash on the biggest games in sports. Just join us and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. Again, that's mybookie.ag. If you guys are tired of getting the runaround when it's time to collect on your bets, that's why we urge you to join mybookie. If you win, you get paid. No hassle. You're wasting your time betting anywhere else. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wagers after the games even start. So you can see how the Sixers started to dig up in Milwaukee yesterday, and then you can throw a last-minute bet in, you know, while we already had the 10-point lead before it blew up to 29. But that's a whole other story. Join now. Mybookie match. 50% 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, get paid. That's all there is to it. All right, so uh, Gus's picks, he was 4-3 and three last week, you know, making trying to make one of those late-season pushes like he always does to try to get at least over 500, so y'all not out in the streets looking for him. But four and three last week puts him at forty one, forty four and one overall for the season. So he still has some work to do here in this week seventeen to get y'all off of his back. So his picks go as follows. He's taking the Titans at minus three and a half at the Texans. He's taking the Colts, minus four at the Jags. Um Bucks Falcons, their over under is forty seven and a half. He is going over. The Giants, he's taking them plus four and a half versus uh, my Philadelphia Eagles. He's taking the Jets plus one and a half at the Buffalo Bills. He's taking the Seahawks plus three and a half uh, versus the San Francisco 49ers and the Broncos minus three versus the Raiders. He did not give me any uh, upset specials, but we will uh, see if he has some outright Upset specials, I'll make sure we put him on the docket so he can get credit for him. If he hits on him next week, so we will talk to Gus uh, next week during the uh, first round of the playoff, the wild card round of the playoffs to see how he finished overall and to see if any of you guys out there are looking for him. Um, <laughs> you know, 
we're not really, already on the run. We're not snitches right over here, but you know, for the right price, you know, <laughs> we can even make yokes hotter. Anyway, man, NFL. Let's get into this real quick, man. The NFC lease. We've been following this like everybody else for the last three weeks because we know the Eagles and Cowboys have been in a battle of futility uh, throughout the season to win this division. Um, it it wasn't a game for all of the marbles because they it would have been had the Cowboys won, but these two teams locked up in a Week 16 battle, the Philadelphia Eagles were victorious 17-9 to nine over the Dallas Cowboys. They couldn't even get a touchdown. And I'm not just saying that because I'm an Eagles fan. It's just surprising to me because even through all of Dallas's futility, I still picked them to come into our house last week and win the game. They couldn't even get into the end zone. Um, are the Eagles going to finish this? Because, and this is what I talked to Jimmy about all week, meme makers have gone crazy on the Cowboys all week. And this is stuff you can't take back. I think a lot of people may have forgotten if the Eagles lose to the Giants and the Cowboys win against Washington, they still win this they division. Is. And the meme makers were relentless against them. I mean, I know what they're saying could still matter because they'd still be backing into the playoffs, but still, how salty would you feel if you unleashed unleashed AR-15-like rounds at the Cowboys all week and then the Eagles go out there and blow it against the lowly New York Giants? Who scored Which is a lot of like. points last week? I, I, that's what I, and I think so, too. I think it, it could, it's, it's highly likely. They scored a lot of points last week. The Eagles aren't that adept at scoring at the particular moment because all they have in the lineup is tight ends and a running back. Running backs. I can say running backs. It's difficult to get points on the board. They've been, as of late, controlling games, keeping drives alive, but they're not lighting up the scoreboard as far as points are concerned. So if if the Giants were to jump out, you know, with a couple of early touchdowns or something like that, and they're not playing against Eli this time, they're going to be playing against Danny Dimes, who you know, Danny Dimes. I think, did he put up did he put up five touchdown passes last week against Washington? Danny, like he's a rookie, but he's a rookie. But do you trust do you trust the Philadelphia Eagles defense to even? Lean on the fact that he's a rookie. Like, does that even matter? They made Haskins look good two weeks ago, and he's not good. Yo, trust is a strong word, beloved. I don't trust that defense (laughs) to do nothing for another goddamn body. But let me tell you this, though. Um, What's interesting to me is watching that game. First off, Dak is trash. I agree with everything B. Austin ever said. Just because. (laughs) He was hurt. um, His shoulder was injured. He was trash. Yo, just because I was in my fantasy championship last week, and my man couldn't give me one touchdown, (laughs) so I ended up in second place. I do. You know, if Jimmy turned on you like that, it had something to do with him personally. He's like, I agree with everything B. Austin said because this dude ain't giving me nothing in the championship. Bum-ass. Yo, my man, yo, listen, I had Amari Cooper in him, and I basically lost because of that. Also, also because I got McCaffrey in, um, you know, the Panthers decided to try out a rookie for Damn. some odd reason. Anyway, Earlier in the season, um, Jimmy, that's at least 50 points. Him and, him yo, and Cooper together. In the season, but, yo, that's at when least Jack 50 points. Season and McCaffrey, that's how I got to the <laughs> But anyway, that's even here or there, man. Bottom line is this, man. Um, that game, difficult to watch. The thing about it is the Cowboys was both having off seasons, but – the Eagles, like, not giving them an excuse, but, yo, I don't even know who they're trying out for at this point. Like, they have injury upon injury upon injury. 
And Dallas has all of their stars. They're quote unquote stars. Like with Zeke, um, Amari and, and Dak, that's supposed to be their triplets, right? So that's the new triplets. You still are yeah, them out there and you can't get touchdown in a Shout game out to that B2K. matters. Shout out to B2K. Supposed to be. And I can tell you who the Eagles are trotting out there at wide receiver, Greg Ward, Dog, uh, second, young second, Randy Moss, second grade Jr. teacher, second grade teacher, um, that was did an audition <laughs> on uh, Gladi American. Yo, the Gladiator. Eagles got a the they Eagles got a ball number eighty four that's been cooking the last couple weeks. I don't know. I, yeah, uh, that's what Randy, we're talking about. Young Greg Randy Moss, that's Randy <laughs> called yeah. number eighty four. Number 84. You know That's great. He number 84, yo. 84. And then they got, a, but, they got a real tall African-American that probably go to the same church as Dak. Um, he didn't do ish the entire season, but he just happened to be tall. And Carson, sometimes I debate whether it's ball placement or he just that strong, you know, he's big John stud that he overthrows. But if you're tall, it doesn't really matter. So he ended up making a couple of uh, I don't even know. Um, what you're my thing about. is this though, right? So I know we're <laughs> gonna talk a, about like you know we're we gonna get into the conversation oh, about right Jason Garrett. Yeah, of course. Is. Jason Garrett and whether he's a scapegoat or whatnot. But the one thing I can say is whether he's a scapegoat or not. What I can say is the team definitely don't want to play football. Like they quit on him. So yeah. it, it don't even matter how good a, it don't even matter how good a coach you are when cats don't want to play for you. You could be the greatest coach in the world and don't nobody want to play for you. Don't care. Mark Jackson, even though everybody out yeah. here, every time an opening comes out, Mark Jackson. I'm like, yo, did y'all just ignore the story like where him. people didn't like to play for Mark Jackson? Like, people just like ignore him. those those yo, parts of the story. Yo, they said, all accounts, Tom Coughlin was one of the greatest coaches. Yo, people didn't like him. Yo, and they yo, quit on Tom Coughlin is a great Tip, coach. Tips, and no Coughlin. one ever liked him. Ever. Oh, yeah, Tips. Yeah, yeah, he he's running well, practice like this to Hoosiers. Like, don't nobody – yo, Tibbs being the NBA running suicides. Like, everybody else don't even yeah, practice. Only, we do walkthroughs. Only this boy got like, running suicides. Only person, only like, person that like him million, is a weirdo. Jimmy, Jimmy a and you told me to get to the line, get to the baseline. Man, that's always yeah, it. get to the baseline. Man, man, get these nuts. <laughs> what are you talking about, okay? <laughs> everybody out there get what Jimmy just said. Well, everybody out there who's a hooper, you know what get to the baseline means. Absolutely. <laughs> not. Yo, um, my salary is my salary is the size of the of the GDP of a small country, and you telling me to get to the baseline? Come on, Kai. <laughs> Man, I will erase this baseline and dare y'all to do something fire, about it. I will fire you. How about that? I will fire. <laughs> that's what. You. That's what happened. That's what happened. I know. Yeah, pretty so, much. All right. So just so just said, quick, do y'all do y'all think the Eagles are gonna finish this out, or y'all think they're gonna choke and give it to the to the Cowboys? I'm gonna go with my I'm gonna go with my head pause on this one and just say that um, the Giants win. The Cowboys could they could blow a game to Washington as well, and then the Eagles would be mm-hmm. cool either way. But I think more, more, I put it like I this. Think, I think it's more likely that the Eagles lose to the Giants than the Cowboys lose to Washington. But I'm going to say the Eagles are going to go out here and finish it. I don't know how. Like I Yo, said, how about this prediction? Unless the defense steps up they... again, because like I said, we I don't think we can score with 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 the Giants. So the defense got to participate. 
And the defense can't no. step up because they ain't got no feet to step up with. They trash. Uh, Here's my prediction. Right? <laughs> I got both, lo- I got both teams Eagles. losing. Yep, I got the Eagles, Eagles and the Cowboys the Eagles. both. And the Cowboys they both going to lose. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they just trash. This division is trash. So y'all think they both mm-hmm. going to lose on week 17. And somebody's going to back up the playoffs and get their doors beat off the next week. I feel and, y'all. And, I feel y'all. How so, about this? And how about this? <laughs> The Eagles game is going to win again. first with the Eagles losing. With the Eagles losing and the Cowboys nothing. That all you have to do is pull it out in the fourth quarter, pause to win to win and go to the playoffs. <laughs> and they still they're not going to be able to get it. They're, they're not, not going to be able to get, get it up. Or, they're not going to be able to get it they're up or pull be. it out. Yo, I see what you did there. All right, that's crazy. And then when I'm then when I'm going to get into the they're going back into the playoffs and win around. Everybody, the whole world going to be mad. That's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> the whole world gonna be mad, and that's the he shouldn't even Yo, be in the playoffs right now. We're gonna be facing, and we're gonna be facing uh, Seattle. And as much as I love Beast Mode, I don't believe. Yeah, Beast Mode is back in Seattle. They getting, they got desperate out there. Like two weeks ago. Right. Well, eating and, 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 normally, but, um, and normally, and normally, when somebody starts working out to come back, it's like a three month process. Like you start working out three months ago. Yeah. Bullshit! I started working out two weeks. <laughs> yeah, his name. He's like, he's like, I noticed, I noticed some injuries, so I went to the gym. And when he went to the gym, he was just talking about LA Fitness. He was talking about LA Fitness. He wasn't talking about like with his trainer. He went to LA Fitness and got on the treadmill. He went to Planet Fitness. He went to Planet Fitness for the ten dollars, John. He put the five dollars, ten dollars. Yeah, yeah. Y'all about to go back to the league. He don't spend that time His name is Beast Mode, that. though. He'll be the dude to show up and surprise you a little bit. But, no, if if that matchup did happen as an Eagles fan, I wouldn't really sweat Beast Mode unless they were at the one-yard line. Um, but, you know, knowing anyway. them, they might not give it to him at the one-yard line. So, unless that was a part of his, his contract, like, to come back, like, yo, y'all got to give it to him. <laughs> yeah, I but now they're going to give it to him, and he I washed up, and he ain't going to get the yard. I, he ain't gonna get in there. I can I can honestly see him off of adrenaline and talent if they give him the rock because they talking about giving him the rock fifteen to twenty times. I can see him Yo. playing well in the, the first quarter. Maybe maybe the second the second half of that game as a professional athlete. I don't care who you are. His cardio is going to be turducken. It's not going <laughs> yeah. to. That's, 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 that's Yo, one that's going to come all apart. Currently got. The boys he probably gonna feel like he swallowed a blizzard by the second half. <laughs> all they did was dribble. Like six they inches of snow in his dribble, lungs. So yeah, he can't be worse than But it's crazy that like there's confidence in Marshawn Lynch like that at this period. It's crazy what his, how his career went because y'all remember the days in Buffalo when he was starting to be considered a bust. He yeah, yeah. He and he turned into you know people talking beast mode for the border, hall. Border, I'm like borderline, borderline hall of famer. Man. I'm gonna tell you this though. I remember, I remember him in Oakland uh, two years ago, and he wasn't doing ish in Oakland other than doing the hyphy dance and hyping the crowd. Yeah. Up. I mean, I, I, beast, I, beast mode, of, beast mode of Frank Gore. Shout out to Phil Maddox. Yo, at their absolute, question. at their absolute best, at their absolute best, I'm taking beast mode. Yo, I'm about to text Phil right now. Tune in. Yo, I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna hold. 
Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy said that. Jimmy, Jimmy said that. I'm not even trolling. Jimmy said that to go at Phil. I'm not going at you, Phil, but I am taking Beast Mode as at his best. So Beast Mode. Frank, Frank is my guy, yeah. yo. I root for all ugly ninjas, so Frank is in my book. Like I let me get to the hall. Let me get my pen. Jotting mm-hmm. down notes for the next episode of Safe Space. Right, got it. <laughs> yeah. Listen, got it. I'm just saying, at their absolute best, at their absolute at best, their I'm taking Beast Mode, yo. No, I mean, right, you know, Frank over I feel y'all. I'm not. I feel y'all. I just want to see arguments. Frank's a better, Frank's a better accumulator. <laughs> Frank's a better accumulator. I give him that. But. Jimmy, have you ever yeah. had Frank Gore top top five in the league? I don't think so. Oh, you're hating. Yo. You're hating. I know, there's a, lot, I know there's a lot of people <laughs> listening like, yo, why is this so funny to them? Y'all will find out one day. Listen to safe space, y'all will find out. I think Frank's an amazing running back. Like you know, I root for Frank no. in MH. Uh, ever since I saw what happened in college, him coming into the league, I root for the ball. But I just never felt like he was. Um, no, one I of the best like at his Frank team. is Frank is steady. Frank is good. Exactly. He's exactly. he's he's steady. He hey, like you said, considering what happened he's to him in college, he 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 he's stayed Miller, healthy. Man. He stayed healthy throughout his whole NFL career, so he's Reggie good Miller and was steady. A solid but I, I get it. Always At his good, peak, he wasn't. But I never he was never like a superstar. All right, and that's Frank exactly what I'm saying. Frank, Frank, Gore, Frank Gore or Curtis Martin? Mm. They're the same dude to me. Mm. <laughs> that's tough. No, real talk. That's They're tough. the same dude to me. They're the same that's cat tough. to me. Yo, I was fooled. I was I was fooled by Curtis I think Martin. Frank might have still played suit. longer than Curtis Martin. Curtis Curtis was yo. He wore nice suits. He was very articulate. He was kind. He was humble. So I, I probably overrated him. He said he was him. kind. And then I went back. You I was kind. Back kind as a running back. Kind. You was he kind. Was nice <laughs> he was kind. I remember. I remember him on yo. I remember him at Pitt, and he was a beast. Like he he was he was a baller, man. Mm-hmm. He's Jimmy, very, Jimmy sounds like he want to take Curtis. He sounds like he want to take Curtis over Frank. Jimmy, Jimmy, take Heath Sherman over Frank. To me, that's a great comparison. That's a great comparison. Like, he, very Heath Sherman similar. was only running back with three legs. I'm taking Heath over. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Heath right. Sherman, Heath Sherman ran like a wounded dog, a three legged dog. Who was the ball? Who was the ball whose knee went the other way in that Miami game? Oh, um, don't know. Back? Yeah, yeah other, back. the other Frank dude Gore. from the U. Um, no, not Gore. Gore. Um, the Gore. other one, the other one. Uh, damn, what is his name? Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. Um, because they had him on the video congratulating Frank when he hit the milestone Willis a couple McGahee? weeks ago. Lewis McGee. Yeah, Willis McGee. That bull. That bull. Him, yeah. him or Frank? I ain't gonna lie. Him or I got, Frank? I got that answer to Tobias. Tobias. Okay. Him that, 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 Jimmy, Jimmy, so at their peak. Tobias was saying, Tobias is giving our answers so you can hurry up and answer his call. <laughs> He's like, all right, now can I get on? <laughs> Willis McGahee. Willis, Willis McGahee or Frank Gore at their peak. Watch Jimmy shit on board. Oh, <laughs> man, that's tough. That's tough. Like, no, it's not. No, it's not. I'm not even, I'm no, not even, I ain't going to let y'all do this, man. I'm no, going to move not. on. That's not tough, man. That's not tough. I'm taking Willis. Be being disrespectful. <laughs> It's like, no, 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 no. It's Frank Gore. Frank Gore. Frank Gore. Yo. First of all, his name is Frank Willis. Gore, though. 
What's his name? Willis. Yeah. Um, let's let's, like, let's move like on before we take to Tobias's call, man. Ain't Willis McGee? Jimmy did bring all, uh, this up. With, um, uh, with, child support. With Probably. Was that him or was that, or was that the boy from yeah, the I Buffalo McGay, Bills? I think McGay he got like ten kids by like by like twelve different women. Eleven women. Ain't that um, Travis like that. Travis Henry or somebody? What's his name? Oh, him, maybe that was him. Or, maybe it was Travis. Henry. Or him play for the Bills? Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, he, he got nine. He got nine kids by thirteen women. Nine kids by thirteen women. Hey, hey, Travis look. Henry, yo. Jimmy, you brought this up earlier, man, back to this whole NFC lease thing. Jason Garrett, like, I I hear a lot of people putting it on him because we're still in this mode, and we've been here for probably all of the decade that we're celebrating right now. We've been in this mode Mm -hmm. where people always loud the talent level of the Cowboys, the personnel of the Cowboys. So lately, you know, I've heard a lot of, you know, when your team is this talented, if – they can't win or they can't get over a hump. It has to be the coaching. So a lot of people are blaming Jason Garrett. And you have players now coming out, you know, kind of supporting that with, with their words. Um, Demarcus Lawrence said something this week saying how, you know, they weren't Peter prepared or something like that, kind of, kind of throwing it off onto the coach. Do y'all believe that Jason Garrett is the number one problem, or at some point do we have to start either holding this quote-unquote talented roster um, accountable? I mean, you know, do we have to start holding them accountable, or do we just say, okay, maybe they're just not that talented. Maybe we're just overrating the Cowboys like we have been for the past 15 years. It's a combination. I'm sure it has to be a combination, but what's the primary reason that they suck? Yo, the primary reason to me is Jerry Jones. No, to me the primary thing is because here's the thing, yo. I low key here's the thing. I be I be I be pooping on Jerry Jones a lot. I always have, but I low key think that Jerry actually knows what he's doing because Jerry builds good teams. Like we we talk about him all year. The one thing he Jimmy, the one thing he great talent evaluator. He's a great talent evaluator, and he goes out and gets talent. But that's what I'm asking you, because I'm like, we say that the the people he get is talented, but then they don't win none. So are they talented? But here's my thing. Here's my thing. Statistically, they are. It 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 takes more than talent, and do think that they've quit. They do not play for the guy. Like like I said, doesn't matter how good you are, but they have they have little like flashes where you see how good. Like when you think about that. Like with 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 like the guys that at the um beat the monkey out of at the skills position, when you see the guys mm-hmm. they got on the offensive lines, at times they throw people around. Like it's there's no way you shouldn't score, even if they don't win the game. How do they not put a touchdown? Like that is like yeah. ridiculous. It's, they just they don't seem to play for the guy, and I can see not playing for the guy when all he does is sit there and clap all all damn day long. He shows <laughs> no emotion as a coach. Yeah, let me give y'all the before y'all continue. Let me give you the quote. Demarcus Lawrence said they asked why his team couldn't get the job done. He said, "Talent without a direction, without a direction, is nothing at all." Like, yo, he threw Damn. his coach up under the double decker London bus, <laughs> rolled over him, backed over him again. <laughs> yeah, he killed him. He, he killed him. Um, Talent without direction. Here's my here's my here's my issue with him in particular. 
when you get paid a hundred million dollars and you are the highest paid cowboy in the history of Cowboys yeah. and you, <laughs> you don't get no back four, four and a half sacks in a season, you can't be the guy that says that man. Because you being who you are are supposed to go get double digit sacks just because of pride. Just because of pride in your own game, just because of pride in your own you mean to tell me in sixteen games and I don't even care if you miss three, so call it thirteen in thirteen games you couldn't get ten sacks and you getting paid all of that bread? No, nah, you can't be the one to speak up. Um, as far as Coach Clapp, Jerry, see, here's the thing. I think Jerry is, Jerry is exceptional at judging talent. Jerry is exceptional at negotiating with talent and getting them on board. But where, he, where the rubber – take this money. Where the, <laughs> that's negotiate. Where the rubber leaves – The only person he's negotiating with is Dak Zeke. Black is, is he <laughs> injects himself into the coaching decisions and into the operational personnel decisions of the coach, and that is he's not a GM job. But 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 the game planning and all of that stuff is not a GM's job, and being a part of what they do so on the field. So Mike Mayock. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So Mike Mayock be straight on the field. What you call that play for? But, um, yeah, he does. Hey, let me let's get Tobias on the line while we talking about this because he said the problem with the Cowboys is the players don't have to answer to the coach; they only answer to the owner. Kind of like what you're saying right now. Um, let's get him and on the, the line. Owner, so he can, and the owner wants to be their homeboy as opposed to being. Tobias, like what's up, man? Hey, roll down tire, fellas. All I got to say is that <laughs> Nick Wright. Hey, out on a who's matter right? Hey, I don't know who's matter right now, Shannon Sharp or Nick Wright. Well, I don't know who's matter, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> both of them are sick no. this morning. But the they, thing they definitely the Cowboys, had to, they they definitely was, had to go give LeBron some easing. They probably was on their knees all night helping LeBron out feel better. But go ahead. <laughs> hey, all I gotta say, Savannah ain't Savannah ain't worried about the, the women LeBron hang out with. He worried about the homeboys. That's all I got. That's, that's neither here nor there. But uh, yeah, both of them dudes emerged from the water this morning like the royal penis is clean, Your Highness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, I gotta be honest with you guys. Let's be honest with this, uh, gentlemen. The Cowboys' talent's overrated. The only reason people hype them up because they're on TV like 10 times a year prime time and these sports shows only talk about them. So, so people know, know these. Yes. So, oh, it's four sacks. Shaq Barrett got 16 and a half. I don't know where he's making like $4 million, you know, for the Bucks and doing that. Taylor Jones leading the league. Getting Josh Allen's a rookie with double-digit sacks. This guy's the highest paid in the position. They only got four in talking about the coach. After a while, because here's the thing also these players don't get. We all know Jason Garrett's a bad coach. But what if the new coach comes in, he's like a Bill Parcells type who's going to get some control. Your ass may be out the picture. <laughs> I'm about know? to say, but they, yeah. they tried that already with a yeah. Bill Parcells type. Matter of fact, it was Bill Parcells. Like, it yeah. was the two like, like B. Austin said, as long as an organization is getting that much quote-unquote participation from its owner, no matter what he wants to name himself, you know, in addition to owner, like, it's, it, it's not going to work. Like, in Washington, they feel that Daniel Snyder injects himself into football business a little too much. Um, oh, Jerry Jones, way. like I said, I mean, a couple of us have praised him, saying he is a good 
talent talent evaluator, but mm-hmm. see, he doesn't build a team. See, see, here's the right, thing. First, yeah. you know, you know, you know, the Redskins only drafted Haskins because the owner's kid went to school with him and he liked him. There's truth to that. There's, there's actually he's trash unless he played the Eagles sixteen play. times a year. <laughs> I know, but, but but also the Cowboys. I heard Michael Lombardi say this, and he made sense with this. And this is why I got on a, a guy in a sports group, a Cleveland fan. I got him about this. The Cowboys acquire talent, but they don't build a team. Because uh, I give Jerry credit on this. He built the trenches. He addresses those. I like, but they, they just accumulate players and don't build. And a lot of times you know it's what, about the team. The offensive line that he's been praised for for the past five years I think that was a result of people criticizing the way he was building teams before. Because remember, it was a time when Jerry Jones was all about the skill positions, and they didn't have mm-hmm. much of an offensive line. He flipped yeah. the script, started building it inside out, and and like you know, Jimmy was talking about earlier, their skill position players are pretty good right now. So it's 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 confusing is, to why these guys no are fighting to back down. into a playoff spot right now. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, you're right because the thing is also is that with team one thing is also if he if he resigned Dak Prescott, you gotta make sure you sign the right type of receivers. You can't have a fifty fifty receiver. Stand still, boy. You gotta have yeah. So so like uh, who knows? Cause they came a the first round. Gotta have a McNabb dude. He gotta have a he gotta he gotta have a button hook running dude that come back to the ball and stand stationary. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. You just gotta understand your people. Their play calling at times is like I, I don't even understand it. Like I, I don't even know what they're doing. Like so, Jimmy, and, that, and that's another example of how things change week to week. Because do you remember how Kellen Moore was getting blown <laughs> all the first half of the season by every pundit in America? Now they're like, yo, he got to go too. <laughs> yo, y'all was hey, yo. What they're doing is running. But I think, speed I, think out. I think sometimes I think sometimes that's the problem though, Dev. Sometimes when you start off. And people are giving you blowskis. You start feeling yourself, and you start drawing. You start like, you start overthinking. Like yo, they you start watching right the, the show, yeah, the high take show. And, and I'll say this before I talk about basketball, real quick. That one, look at the first three teams they played. But you play who's in front of you in the league. Mine, he's a thirty, thirty-one year offensive coordinator going in veteran defensive coordinators. And, no, uh, I mean you, you so, do, and I, I believe a little bit in both of those type of things. I mean, you yeah. play who's in front of you, of course. That's that's the obvious part. But then I also believe in, you know, sometimes people start off with, like, an easy schedule and, the Packers you know, you year. have the people they out there know. like, look, man, you are what your schedule says you are. And then later in the season, we're like, yeah, I told you they was trash, but, you know, I didn't want to listen. nobody good. <laughs> and, and, you know, yeah, like, one thing, just by this NBA real quick, uh, season is but, you know, I, I know, season, I know. Man. Season is a marathon, man. Change in the course of the season, dog, and and all, yeah. like, a lot of times we look at these games from week to week, but there's so much that goes into a season, which is why it's so difficult mm-hmm. to win a championship. Outside of the fact that you got 50 whatever players and they all got personalized, like you know what I mean, girlfriends and wives probably mad at them. They don't show up to play. Like there's all kinds of craziness goes on within the course of an NFL season. Like in the beginning right. of the season, like you know what I mean, offensive coordinator probably had a you know young tenderoni that cut him off because he you know put too much time into something. Like it could be all kinds of craziness, man. Bottom yeah, line is, and, and, they ain't so, to, to, to buy it, did you did, 
Did you have fun on on Christmas Day NBA slate? That was well, anticlimactic. Well, <laughs> it was well, trash. Well, yeah, because, the Lakers game was lit. My, that game yeah, was pretty good. Kyle, my dad's a Sixers fan, right? He's a big Sixers fan. Old Dr. J days. And he was like, I'm glad Giannis shooting three-pointers. Remember we were talking about that, how they were praising Giannis making those yeah, threes in the Lakers. Weird. I'm like. You know, you should tell them. <laughs> the guys I talk to every day say they don't fear the Bucks. I fear a whole lot of other teams in the East. But that matchup, but see, I don't see, fear it. But, but see, here's the thing. They want him to shoot the three-pointer. They want him to be, be Greek Dirk because you're taking away from his <laughs> skills. Uh, that's what they, they want. They want LeBron he to want. And he's taking three-point yeah. shots away from a bunch of dudes that can hit him, like Middleton, Hill. <laughs> I don't want those guys shooting. Middleton and Hill, yeah. no. But it, I mean, they it, water. It, it, remind, it reminds you of uh, Joel. The worst thing that can happen for Greek Greek Freak or Joel is that they hit one early. To make one. If they hit one early, mm-hmm. that thing will fly the rest of the game. No, I don't got Westbrook. Well, when Westbrook hits one early, yesterday, Yesterday up. it was pride because Joel was straight disrespecting Cat. He was fading yeah. down <laughs> under the rim when Dude had the ball. So he was like, okay. Yeah, he was. <laughs> He, he treated ball like he was You know, the mm-hmm. thing is, when I watch Joel, right, people don't real like, they talk about, oh, they got to get rid of him and Ben Simmons. Why the hell would you? Make it work. Uh, <laughs> like all coaching, make it work. Because who are you going to get yeah. as talented as Ben Simmons? You've got to set Ben Simmons to who he is. That's my thing. Oh, yeah. uh, and I think people I, ain't accepting it. A lot of people ain't accepting that. Yeah, people try I mean, and make, you know, a lot of times people try and make teams conform to what the cookie cutter model is for that particular time, as opposed mm-hmm. to really because it's lazy analysis, right? The average fan doesn't understand basketball or the game, and just because it just and that's football included, just because everyone wants a Trey Young doesn't mean that you can't have Twin Towers down low banging, you know, just because everyone wants to throw the ball. 56 times doesn't mean that you can't hand the rock off. That's another one of the problems the Cowboys have is because deep in his, in his soul, Kellen Moore honestly detests running the ball. So it's like, even when he has no. success, <laughs> Zeke has, Zeke got 13 carries and a must win game. <laughs> Yo, be off. You stop fine. pooping on people, man. Like, yo, some people do know the game. It's just that, it's just that people be in their feelings, man. They got their favorites, but it's also a thing. The Ben, when it comes to Ben and, and B, they're going to have to just basically get it done. Like, because I don't care what nobody say. They don't like each other. That's that's the one thing. Like, they don't like each other. But it doesn't <laughs> they may be mean, noticing they don't be high-fiving each other. <laughs> yo, like, yo. You get the biggest <laughs> shot of your career, and everybody else going to hug the ball. They're going to walk past each other. No, they act like, yo, They, I'm telling you, they don't like each other. But that doesn't mean you can't win. That doesn't mean you can't win together. But what that does mean Magic is, and Reem, if you don't get it Kobe done, Kobe and Shaq. If, if y'all, yo. The Shaq didn't like each other still actually, you know, had success. But if y'all don't win, that's going to start to, you know, it's going to start to, like, be nasty. Because especially in Philadelphia, if they don't get it done soon or at least go to the chip, watch watch the little shot start being thrown between the two you of them. You know what? <laughs> no, because right. like you said, Kobe and Shaq, they can argue with each other because they knew at the end of the season they was going to be in the finals. No matter what they said yeah. to each other. Like, yeah. we can rumble in practice. We're going to be in the finals. On the court, if they – if, if, if they can somehow at least get to the finals this year, I think it'll be cool. But if they if they have to, another early exit, and and you know watch it's gonna be it's gonna be Joel too. Joel wants to come. Last year was the watch. year. Last year yeah, was the year. That shot you know don't go down, and they survive overtime. Man, they might be the champs right now. They that window <laughs> might be closed. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Tobias. You know what? No. 
y'all y'all talk the Lakers game right, and I see these pundits talking right. When I was watching the game right, Anthony Davis. To me, I thought I was watching the light skinned Lamarcus Aldridge out there doing fadeaway jumpers against guys who are smaller than you. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and the, the thing with the Clippers is that I think the Lakers they keep Eagle Dollar. One, he's thirty five years old. Dude, what what is the Grizzlies have to trade him to you? And also, do we know if he's even good? <laughs> you know, big man like this is under Eagle Dollar two thousand twelve. You know, and he hasn't played but, for the Grizzlies, nah, right? I mean, he still was productive last year with with Golden State. Not saying that he's the answer to anybody because, but I do feel like he's going to go to L.A. The thing is, I think he might go to the Clippers. Like he might end up there too. Um, so he's going to pull a Kawhi on so him. Everybody he still has say. value. Yeah, he still has yeah. value, and the fact of the matter is, he's getting a lot of rest right now. Um, and yeah. Memphis is holding yeah. that ticket. But yeah, but that's, just what, I mean, that's just what it is, though. And, and, and you know, and, and I was watching it, right? And I hear all these people who making up this Watch King narrative, like, dude, he's in year seventeen. He's not supposed to be the best player. Him being in discussion as best player is an accomplishment, and it's yeah, it's amazing. It's okay. Yeah, it's amazing. Utterly amazing. I, I ain't gonna lie. I give LeBron that, you know, for as much discord. Uh, as in, as is in LeBron and I's relationship, I give the brother the respect of 17 years in, and he's still running around like he's in year eight. Like respect, dude. Damn, respect. Yo, to me, to me, that whole argument is ridiculous and stupid, and especially to the cast. And I know y'all gonna listen to this. The cast that be on page getting upset and somebody calling somebody else the best player. Like, yo, that's not a real award. Like, what are we what are we even arguing over? Like, it's not it's even real. That, that's the equivalent. Yeah. That's the equivalent of people arguing over who started the Creep Squad on Love and Hip Hop. That's what that is. Like the best player. Like, what does that even mean? It's not even a thing. But people get upset yeah. when you don't say that their their favorite is the best player. Like it's all subjective anyway. It is. Yeah, it is because right now uh, Luca is killing it right now. He's growing. But I ain't gonna lie. I, I didn't see this much. From, I didn't see this coming from Luca. Most people didn't because. We always hear about the hot European guy coming in every year. <laughs> about that. Yeah. You know, hell, Nikola Mirage is supposed to be like the next great thing. He was just a decent player. But it's just that some of these but, guys are coming in, they're good players, and, and hey, it, he had a great run. But from week he, to week, it actually changes. From week to week, from week to week it actually changes. Because like, statistically speaking, um, Greek Freak is having a better statistic, statistical season than anyone. Right, but yeah, there are some weeks when James Harden is playing like he's from another planet, and then there are weeks when, like you said, when it's Luca. Like it just changes from week to week. There are a lot of good players in the league, man. Like, and we we, we people you have national TV games where somebody actually made Greek Freak look like a bum. <laughs> playing yeah, trap court trash. That doesn't take away from the like yo, it's eighty two yeah. game season. People like to make these judgments from game to game and it's ridiculous. From game to game yeah, you cannot do that. I I was yeah, in the barbershop this morning and you know, they watching the shows the the debate shows with Skip and all of them and and Nick Wright making a bunch of excuses. It's just amazing how these people have the nerve to come out of their mouth with some of the stuff they say after one game in an eighty two game season. <laughs> They have you to know, know it, it, that that's what they're doing. They have to know that it's how their bread is buttered no, or something. Cause yeah, they know. You can't they know, be, know. like, in your right mind, you can't have hot takes like call. this every day. You know what the problem with the Lakers is? You know what the problem with the Lakers is, and it's pretty simple. 
They just need one more guy, like another combo guard guy. That's that's what they that's what they're missing. Just Yo, that one more Tobias, combo guard guy. Tobias, the Lakers' problem is that they have to play the Clippers. Outside of that, they don't that, have any that problems. Too. <laughs> you know, they have the best record in the league. They don't match up. You know, we're talking about the problems with the Lakers when they have the best record in the league. The the, the problem is. They want to get the to Clippers. the Clippers. That's their only. They problem. don't match up with them. Your problem they, they is don't match up with them, in the Same city. They yeah. don't match no, up. With, they don't match up with the Clippers. That's the problem. There's there, there's matchup problems everywhere. Like the Lakers don't want to see the Clippers in the playoffs. I don't think the Bucks want to see the Sixers in the playoffs. Uh, the Sixers yeah, probably so don't I mean, want to see like a, like a, a, a Toronto. You know, even though they defeated. Go look at them. I don't think they're the threat that some people they're thought not. they were at they're the beginning not, of the season. And, and at, least they're still a good, yeah. at least they're still a good team, though, man. Not give them credit. But, but think, yeah. thinking uh-huh. back to last year, though, like if you remember all of our conversations, that's the one matchup I did not want for the Sixers. I did not want Toronto. Yeah. I was like, yo, give me the Bucks all day. I think we even, <laughs> you know, if we get them in the playoffs, I think we conquered the whole Boston thing. I did not want to see Toronto. And, of course, Yo, As a matter of fact, both, don't both matchups in the first the round. Don't I didn't want to see. I didn't want to see Brooklyn. They beat them in like what five? But I didn't want to see Brooklyn. Yeah. Brooklyn give, gave Four. the Sixers fits <laughs> last season. Well, well that's Kyrie to come back. He's this year getting Sixers fits. Yo, they don't want to see. They don't want to see Jimmy Buck and them young boys. <laughs> you know, it's all about you. Right about matchup because, like, I remember last year, right? Denver won all those games, but they could not even keep it close to Golden State. But ironically, the Sacramento Kings, who did make the playoffs, matched up with them pretty. Just crazy how they. And Houston still can't beat Golden State. <laughs> yeah, they still can't. They still can't. You know, you know who Golden, Golden State, State had their team yesterday? Golden State, Houston lost to a bunch of guys who, who uh, plus 2K is a silhouette. They don't even know who half these guys are, man. <laughs> but, but That's because you man, your man, the beard is from another planet, Traveltron. And Travelltron don't work when, when you when you don't hungry go. Hey, hey, what kills me is that Bear wanted Chris Hart, Chris Paul go. What do you think Westbrook's gonna do? Westbrook is letting it go. He don't care if Michael Jordan is on people on his team. He's getting yeah. his shot. Yeah, I was. <laughs> you know? I'm actually. I was actually kind of surprised at you know Westbrook's demeanor on this team. I thought he would come in and and defer. A lot more than he is. I think they hey. just real. I think they have an understanding though. Like, yo, whoever got the ball, just get out the way. I'm not passing to you. You're not passing it to me. You know. <laughs> we you know why they losing right in the playoffs, right? You know why they losing the playoffs? Because those guys, the rest of their role players, staying so in the, the corner and wait. Pass. They get no rhythm. Yeah. They have no rhythm. I, I don't. And that that's the thing. If they're off. They're in trouble because when they're gonna get the ball with like two speaking, seconds left on the shot clock. I don't like speaking in uh, I don't like speaking in absolute, so I won't never. I never. But I would be I would be surprised if that system ever wins the championship. Like I don't care right. who you put in that system. You could put Magic and Kobe and Michael on the same team. That system. Yeah, you know why? Because Antonio is involved. Bingo. No, no, and that's the thing, Jimmy. I think at this point, I think people hired Antonio to sell. Merchandise and tickets. So tickets, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, some guard on his team, some guard under D'Antoni is going to turn into a superstar, no. super duper no. star. Nash. He turned no. insanity to a no. star. No, not only that, he had Raymond Felton averaging nineteen and eight, 
And Raymond <laughs> Felton is not better than anyone on this program. Hey, you mean you mean Raymond you mean Felton, Raymond Felton built slim. like me? He yeah, built like me. And <laughs> and <I'm sorry. laughs> you know, but, but before I run, guys, because I, I know you got to run, but I'll say these couple of quick things first. Jameis Winston is hitting that 30 interception mark by midway through the first quarter. I might put money on yeah, it. Jameis. I did make money. He better, man. Because hey, at this point, if he don't get it, that's corny. He got he to make hey, history. Cause, hey, because, hey, cause, you know, I put money Wait. on him throwing that pick in the first quarter. Last week, I made a little bit of money off of that. Gus should have put that in his picks. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but. I bet you, I bet you well, ain't make that bet with my bookie. Uh, well, well, if, 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 if the white man had it, if the white man had it, you know, I'd probably put the uh-huh. money down on it. But uh, uh-huh. white man said it's colder. <laughs> but, but you know, but thanks. Supply, but I'll supply. say, do you, do you have any? Uh, do you have any more James defense? You have any more James defense at this point? No, nah, let, uh, let him finish. Let him finish, man. So we. <laughs> no, no. I was gonna say that uh, I just want to see him in year two if he, you know. If, I don't think he's going to throw this many picks next year because I'm talking about under Aaron. He's <laughs> going like year eight. I'm talking, I'm talking under Aaron. <laughs> you talking about the I think I get one more year under Aaron because every quarterback is throwing like 20-something picks at first. Just let's get one more year because who else, cause there ain't nothing out there. So, that means uh, you have to franchise him though, right? So you're going to pay him $35 million What the hell? What the hell, Kurt? A million well, a pick. Hey. Well, hey, this I look at it like this. You're not in position to draft anybody this year because he's going to pick, pick like 17, 18. And then uh, if you do draft somebody, just let them walk, you know. And that's just how I look at it. If you're going to draft somebody first round, just let them walk. Don't dilly-dally around with it. Uh, nice. But, everybody, but but yeah, I saw the story to our $30 million. So, well, what are you supposed to do? Everybody's supposed to ask for it. But, hey, you guys have a good one. And, and remember to get those air woke ones. Shout out to Cap. All right, no doubt. Hey, they sold uh, out. I, I'm going to get me some, man. Tell me Whitlock. Me too. And happy, hey, and I'm gonna wear happy Kwanzaa Whitlock. to you, brother. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> All right. Yo. Yo, them air woke ones, I, I mean, I mean, they, they Air Force Ones, but I like the afro on the back. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what Colin Kaepernick's end game is, but I'm still supporting Yo. So, the only thing, the only thing this Colin Kaepernick situation with the sneaks did for me is made me realize how crazy uh, Lavar Arrington is. I don't know what he was talking about. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw that clip too. Yo, yo that clip you sent me. Yo. I yo, told you like Whitlock, like, Arrington, and 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 Marcellus Wiley, they were killing the dude. T.J. Hushmanzada was trying to defend him. I just don't think T.J. smart enough. So. Nothing he said. LeVar Arrington, <laughs> Arrington was saying stuff that was so stupid and ridiculous that it'd be awesome. It's one of them joints where like you arguing with somebody and somebody jump on your side and they sound so crazy that you wish they wasn't on your side. Don't even like, yeah. Shut out the house. Shut out the Yo, house. Um, right. When the house agree with you or when radio agree with you, right? Yeah, Yo. we're not saying the same thing, dog. Like. The bull of our Arrington was like, if if Kaepernick was real, he would have Nike fund presidential campaign. I said, what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) He was a real revolutionary. He was on the campaign for a president. LeVar LeVar Arrington is one of them dudes where he came around at the time where you didn't have to prove your authenticity to grow your locks. This is is all that's proven to me. He's... The funny thing is, though... 
he on TV right judging up. people, and 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 he he skipped out of DC owing a lot of people money. So I, you know, I'm like yeah. you, you got you got restaurants that closed down, and you ain't tell nobody. People came to work, and the doors was locked. <laughs> they never uh-huh. got any checks. Like come on, you can't be on TV judging people like we don't know your backstory. Anyway. Uh, let's get into some of this decade stuff, man. We are celebrating the end of a decade. Forbes came out with a list of the highest paid athletes of the decade. And you know who was on top of that list. And no matter what his financial status is right now, you know, I'm expecting some tweets from Floyd Mayweather in the coming days because, you know, just by them putting that up there, he can come out and just brag. I mean, he could be at like oh, he fourteen dollars right now. Oh, he did. Yeah, I just see. That's what I expected. Yeah, he, yeah. he he could be at fourteen dollars right now. But as far as appearances, as long as the you know Forbes put that that little list out there, you know, it puts him right back in the forefront, right back in the news, no matter what he's going through right now. And and he I'm went just right to the grand. I don't think Floyd is and, broke. I, well. I, I know he ain't wrote it close it was, to a Billy. Because it wasn't any spelling <laughs> so I don't think it was him. But somebody wrote it um, talking about how, <laughs> how all of that how all of that was without endorsements and because he owned his own brand, owned his own promotion, right. and he created his own TMT brand. Um that, that so that nine hundred, whatever it was, wasn't including that according to him. Um so he let his hands go. He definitely did. Oh, by the way, um, on our previous comment, I just want to put out there that uh, Tobias pointed out that LeVar Arrington is married to uh, um, an Anglo-Saxon person. I just want to put that out there. Uh, But anyway. um, Listen, the the Forbes highest paid athletes of the decade, here's the top ten. Floyd Mayweather came in at number one with $915 million. Cristiano Ronaldo, number two at $800 million. Lionel Messi, uh, number three, at $750 million. LeBron James, number four, at $680 million. Roger Federer, at number five, at $640 million. Tiger Woods, after all the crap he went through in the decade, still comes in at number six, at $615 million. Phil Mickelson, number seven, $480 million. Manny Pacquiao, um, at number eight, four hundred thirty-five million dollars. Kevin Durant, number nine, four hundred twenty-five million dollars. And Lewis Hamilton, I am not familiar with his body of work, four hundred million dollars at number ten. And those are your top ten earners in sports for the decade. Yo, yo, is Lewis Hamilton? I had a realization, not a realization, but um, so you know, um. I listen to a lot of music, but I'm I'm fans of like the U the grime the grime scene. So yeah, I was well, a race car driver, watch, y'all. Yeah, he's just watching videos. Formula so there be there be African soccer player African soccer players that I have never heard of. Like it was one dude who was in a couple videos that I watched, and they, they was making a big deal out of it. So I looked him up. Bull was making like thirty eight billion dollars a year, and I yo he could walk in front of yeah. me in the market. I would have had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we know, we know African soccer players, boy. Yeah, we know all them dudes. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure y'all do because y'all into the soccer game. But what I'm saying is, like, 
over here, we don't care about none of that. Like, but I guess globally speaking, outside of a, uh, outside of U.S. of A. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Trump, yeah, Trump and you. Huh? I said you and Trump don't care about none of that. I got you. No, thank you. Yo, <laughs> Trump, listen, man. Listen, talking to people, I'm telling you, the USA does an amazing job of marketing even to uh, the people that live here because, yo, we don't care about, like, I mean, how should I put no. this? We don't care about nobody but ourselves. Let's put it that way. Yeah, all our championships are world championships. You ain't played nobody yo, but America. Yo, world championships. Like, yo, you ain't. Some <laughs> champions of the world, Craig. Yo, you beat a team yo. from, like, Brooklyn, Milwaukee. You beat a team from Jersey. <laughs> and, and, yo, and, you yeah, from Jersey. <laughs> and you world champions. Like, yo. So everybody else, is, uh, to quote your president, comes from an S-hole country. Uh, All right, so keeping with the theme, though, this decade theme, who would y'all say, and I guess this definitely has to come from sports that we care about, who would y'all say is the team? Let's keep it in America. Who's the the, the greatest American sports team of the decade? Well, considering the Patriots cheat, I guess it would have to be uh, Golden State. I about to say because I think it may come down like Jimmy just said. I think it comes down to the New England Patriots and the Golden State Warriors. So making it easier for us and not having to sit here and think for 18 minutes between those two. You said Jimmy, you got the Golden State Warriors. The Patriots are a bunch of cheats. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. <laughs> I mean, you know, according to Tobias, he says it's roll damn tide, but. I don't remember the Patriots or the Golden State Warriors getting embarrassed on national TV the way the the tie did last time I saw them playing a championship game. Um, <laughs> they were made to look like little boys. Um, I mean, let's see. Can, even can when the Golden tide... State, even when Golden State and the Patriots lost, they didn't get their hymen bust on national TV. You, <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm trying how many in this decade, how many um titles have Al- have Alabama won? Mm. Uh, Tobias, answer that for us real quick. That's gonna be factual when I say this. I mean, I don't I know. They were in the all joint I know is four last time times. I saw, last time I saw them, they let that uh they let that boy with the long hair like take advantage of them and they shouldn't have. Yeah, I think they have three, just like the the Warriors and the. Yeah, I think they have three, just like the Warriors and the New England Patriots. So I guess we could put them up in there as finalists as well. But Jimmy, you said you got the Warriors. Be Austin, who you got? I got the Warriors. Warriors, come out and play. Um, yeah. But they did for the NBA. And they did a lot to actually change the game. You know, Steph had a big part in that, but just the way people construct teams and the way people play, they they definitely did that. I, I still think I have to give it to the Patriots, even though, you know, they had the same amount of championships. Um, I believe they were – I also believe they were in the same amount of uh, Super Bowls this decade as – Golden State was in finals. I believe that's the number there is five. Um, Alabama was in four. Um, 
Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm gonna have to go with the Patriots, man. They've. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Warriors. They've been in the playoffs, like the something crazy. I think it'll be 12 straight playoff appearances uh, coming up in the uh, next week. So you know, this has been dominance, and I don't understand how they're still doing it because they low key dominated the last decade too. So. Like Jimmy like, always says, one to day me, they're gonna they're gonna regress back to the mean, back to what they used to be. But for yeah. now, they're on like a two decade run where they just dominated no, the, the NFL. It's very impressive. It's very impressive. But when I think of the Tens, though, the Warriors like defined even outside mm-hmm. of sports, culture, business, music. Like the Warriors defined culture this past decade. Like. Um, the game has changed because of them. They were and they were doing it. And they were doing it. They were doing it in the NBA that would supposedly belong to somebody else. Exactly. The whole idea is like you know Silicon Valley and what it's meant to the culture this past decade. Where like the team that's nice from there and embraces that, like they they were light culture. Light skinned brothers could still hoop. We were thinking of Doug Christie when you think of light skinned brothers, man. Now we think of Steph and Clay. You know what I'm saying? Splash no, Brothers, every, man. Everything, everything that the Tens were in terms of like, you know, um, the big companies, the social media, all that, all of that is is encompassed in the Golden State Warriors. The, the, the New England Patriots have this vibe of like still old school. Like it's Tom Brady and Bill are the face of it. No, they what the Patriots are. They're the Spurs of the the NFL because a lot of the stuff that they do. They do it when you feel like they should be done. Like, all right, they're gonna they're not they're gonna fall off eventually, and then they just won't fall off. <laughs> I mean, the Spurs, yeah, I think the but, fall off has come, but but it but took almost as tens, much time. But when I think of the tens, if we're talking about the tens, like, yeah, like you, you're right, they did have two decades that, they, that the uh, Patriots have been competitive. But when I think of the tens, I must I'm going to personally think of the Warriors because outside of just what happened on the court, like they just define the decade to me. Um, and everything, just in culture in general, with KD coming right. in, KD being hated, with Steph like you know, um, coming and becoming a global icon, you know what I'm saying? Like cool thing. Um, Steve Kerr did sign into Marcus Cousins, didn't work out. Like the whole, the whole thing. They just they're the, they're the. And I feel sorry for me. Boogie. Thought he was getting a free ring, and KD got hurt. Wasn't even about him getting hurt. Um, and here's your stat of the. I guess that of the decade, as far as the NFL goes, as 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 such, and this it is about the Patriots. The New England Patriots in this decade have won more games, uh, which is 141, with four potential wins still on the table because they got next week, and if they make another Super Bowl run, potentially three wins after that. Um, they've won more games this decade, 141, than any other NFL team in any other decade breaking their own record from last decade at 126. So they have 141 wins this decade and counting. Actually, there aren't four more left on the table because this weekend will be the last. Like, once the playoffs start, that'll be in another decade. So I think the most they could get is 142 wins. Um, That's crazy. But like you you said, who knows how much – they cheated to get these 141 wins. Up until this year, they were spotted about six. They were spotted six games with that trash division. 
So you multiply six <laughs> times ten, that's sixty right there. So you gotta, you know, we gotta. I think they still spotted them wins. They still spotted them wins. They, they division this year just has some teams that went outside the division and won some games, but they still be kneeling down when the Patriots come to town. So their first step wasn't right winning there. inside their division. Their first steps were to win outside the division, and you know, we've seen flashes of this throughout the last two decades, but there's no other team in that division that's going to be consistent with it. Buffalo made the playoffs a few years ago for the first time since Bruce Smith and them. And, you know, so I have no belief in them that that them making it again this year is going to mean, okay, Buffalo's in it now. (laughs) Next year they're back. So that means that – I have no belief in that. That means that about about 43% of those games – were against the Dolphins, Bills, and Jets. <laughs> true that, true that, true that. All right, yeah, so our, our quote of the week. Warriors. Okay, B. I just said I'm going with the Warriors. Okay. Our quote of the week comes uh, from <laughs> aftermath of the Christmas Day NBA slate. Uh, Magic Johnson says, quote, in both losses to the Clippers this season, the Lakers played great for the first three and a half quarters and didn't play well in the last five minutes of the game. Magic, Captain <laughs> Obvious Johnson. Y'all got any thoughts on Magic Johnson? Y'all got any comments on that analysis, on that in-depth analysis oh, from Magic Yo, that was that was one step from being that was one step from being Mc, in McFarland land because Booger McFarland is like <laughs> next level. Yo, they were memeing him to death on Christmas. Remember to wrap your Yo, Christmas that, gifts because that, if you don't wrap them, there'll be nothing to open. Yo, Yo those Booger <laughs> McFarland memes made my life that yo that day. I was like, yo, I was dying. <laughs> But yo, yo, Magic got to chill with I'm the yo, Magic, Magic quit his no. job so he could tweet about the NBA and, and rub noses with the players. And this is what you gonna put out? And this is what you. Like, if you gonna quit your job so you could tweet, like put out some fire. <laughs> no, because the thing is, even if you're gonna say something like this, if this is gonna be the start of your analysis, you don't need yeah, the first half of the sentence and the last half of the sentence. You've already explained Not at all. that they played three and a half quarters. So then, why do you have to add on that write, they didn't play well in the last five tweet. minutes of the game? <laughs> At least he know he writes his own tweets. Yeah, my man Matt took a job at Starbucks said, barista. <laughs> Yo, yeah, he had a rude awakening. Y'all want me to ask work? You want me to come? He had a rude awakening. And then last week, because we didn't even get a chance to get to that, he trying to take the credit for the success that they're having now. Yeah, get on the block. <laughs> get on the baseline. What? <laughs> Magic like? <laughs> Yo, y'all gotta give me some credit for what's happening right now. This was my this was my plan yeah. and my vision all along. Yeah, but you didn't make it happen though. Because truthfully, it's funny that that he wants to try to take the credit now, Jim. Because you remember when Kawhi, um, you know, ran the okie doke on the Lakers, everybody and their mama, including myself, were saying, "Damn, he left them in a position to not really get anything," and free agency because they had to pick from what was left. But then as you saw the yeah. Lakers, you know, putting that team together, you're like, yo, they did pretty well to not be able to start um, for a month because they were waiting for Mute to make his decision. And then yeah. when he, you know. Yo, shot to Uncle Dennis, them. yo, for swinging for the fences, though. Uncle Dennis, yo, Uncle Uncle Dennis, Dennis, is, Dennis, is, Dennis is the top businessman of the decade. 
Yo, Uncle Uncle Dennis was he 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 be in the NBA meetings talking like he in the movie Blue Chips. Like, you know, so what you hey, gonna hey, do for my family? Okay. Like, what do you mean what am I gonna do for your family? We're about to pay the dude thirty million dollars a year. What do what do you mean what am I gonna do for your family? Yo, be awesome. Have you heard about Uncle Dennis cut? Yeah, Uncle Dennis said I need shares. Uncle Dennis in is the a legend. I need he I asked need for shares. ownership. That's not yeah, legal, Uncle Dennis. Five percent ownership. <laughs> I need an additional four million dollars in salary just for me annually. And uh I need usage of the private jet. In fact, no, I don't want usage of the private jet. Buy no, me a private jet. When the Kawhi gets that good though. Uncle <laughs> Dennis is a legend. He said, "Yo, Scotty said Magic Johnson is on his Rob from Cali analysis." Uncle Dennis said, "I'm going to strike while the iron is hot." Yo, my man said, "Yo, I'm going to need a down payment on the Statue of Liberty." Like he was Rob from Cali, be like. Rob from Cali, be like, "Yo, when the Eagles win, they look good. When they lose, they look bad." Yo, <laughs> Rob, like, come on, my dude. He be like, yo, the Eagles, the Eagles should trade for Aaron Rodgers. The Eagles, the Eagles should trade Jalen Ramsey, Ramsey right now. Right yo, now, they should get Don't Bill wait. Belichick. Yo, he be, he be talking like he talk like Howie Roseman is Uncle Dennis. Like he just get whatever he want. Like. Come on, yo, you can't just call people and say, give me players. your best player. No. He named all the great players, yo. They should have traded you know, for the Eagles should pick up. The Eagles, you know the Eagles should get, the Eagles should put in a trade and get Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> <laughs> and you're saying everybody on the roster are bum. Who are we going to trade for Christian McCaffrey? Yo, all right, man. Yo, he's talking like they play a man, yo. What's up, Rob? That's your quote of the week, man. Magic drawn. Um, y'all know the drill, man. During the show or you know during the week, y'all can check out our website at worldroomsports.com. Uh, just click on the you know click on everything, browse, see what's going on. It's a whole lot more than you probably think. So uh, check us out there. But um, we're going to get into why y'all were on the grind with Jimmy the Blueprint. Yes, sir. And if you don't know. Because you just starting to listen. First of all, if you just starting to listen, something wrong with you, yo. You but, missed a decade. With that being said, <laughs> y'all know, you know what I'm saying? We the show with a decade. Why you on a grind is brought to you by Sports the Book, the best book of the decade. How do you get that? You go to sportsthebook.com or thewarroomsports.com, get that book. It's the greatest sports book written, especially this decade. But listen. Best website um, of the decade. <laughs> yeah, website of the decade, warroomsports.com. Yo, um. Oh, sir. First thing I got to talk about that happened while you were on the Grizz Night is your man Adam Gates, man. Yo, Adam Gates. What did you say? Adam Gangster. Yeah, Adam Gates was getting criticized for his ability to coach, and he responded by saying, Yo, I'm rich. It's P H U C K. I'm not even going to pronounce that word. I just spelled it for you in my ebonical way. My man said, You're rich is P H U C K, so, you know, deal with it. Um, that's his so response to being criticized for his coaching. So he don't even care. So basically, like, I mean, Adam Gase he basically like on the, the Floyd Mayweather mentality now. Y'all can't say nothing to me. I'm yeah. rich as F. Yeah, they said they said that's his <laughs> Yo, go-to line. 
And it's not like, yeah, it's not like he just said it once. They said that's his go-to line whenever he's, you know, getting into it with a fan. They say in private, he says stuff like that. Like, he talks like, you know, he talks like he's a culture vulture. Because one quote I saw, they said in private, he says stuff like, I have zero Fs to give because I'm rich as F, and I'm going to win my way. Dude, first of all. Damn. Damn, First of all, you like. First of all, you like something like 29 and 34 as a head coach. So you're not winning your way, their way, or no way. Um, everything, every major offensive statistical category for the Jets from last year to this year, they've decreased. He's 29 and 35 in four seasons as a head coach. Um, listen to this, though. He's lost 26 games. Remember, he only lost 35, but he's lost 26 of those 35 games by double digits. He lost 22 by at least two touchdowns, and he's lost 12 by at least 20 points. They said on average he loses once every four games by at least 18 points. <laughs> and then they says when he wins, you know, it's always, quote, unquote, white knucklers down to the wire. They said he's lost one in three games by at least two touchdowns in his head coaching career. One out of every two and a half games result in a double-digit defeat. This dude be getting the doors blown off of him. Yo, and he's talking about he, I want to win my way, and I don't give a f. Yo, <laughs> he out there getting pounded. <laughs> Undefeated at Wells Fargo. Yes, he is. My man, like, look, I bring a team out here every Sunday, and we get our cheeks met. But when we go to the bank, <laughs> it's all gravy. <laughs> yeah, it's all gravy, man. So, yeah, I'm saying, yo, read this story though. The Philadelphia Eagles, right, have a new fan cruise that's going to start in 2021. I can't wait to see this cruise take off. Um, do it's it. a luxury cruise line, and they're having a, a cruise specifically for Philadelphia Eagles fans. This Royal There's Caribbean. There's all kinds of debauchery going on. I'm this Royal Caribbean gym on one of the bigger ships that hold 4,000 people. They're going to have 4,000 Eagles fans. At the, I'm an Eagles fan, Jimmy, and this would be the most annoying vacation of my life. You will be on the sea. With 4,000 people screaming E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles 645,000 times in seven days. Yo, I would jump off the boat. Yeah. Yeah. There's people going overboard on this one. This is guaranteed. guarantee. When they get lathered up, when they get lathered up, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. And they said people like, uh, because it's not just going to be... And this yeah. is going to happen uh, March 21st to 28th, 2021, Royal Caribbean's Anthem of the Seas. Like I said, that's one of their bigger ships. They said former Eagles linebacker Ike Reese, um, he's going to be there. Harold Carmichael, Jeremiah Trotter, David Akers, Vince Papali, he's still living off that, and Mike Quick yeah. and others. Um, y'all think Donovan going or no? Nah? Yeah, he, he got that. Ah, he got to get that check. He getting that check. You know, nah, he needs that check. You know damn well Donovan ain't going on no boat with no Eagles fans, B. He's going to see 4,000. Well, he's going to see at least 2,500 of you on that boat. He ain't going on that boat. He'll see 2,500 of you, 1,500 of that boy that tried to get thrown under a car for defending dude the way he was. Like, you know, all I'm saying he, is. You know, his presence alone would cause 
altercations on the boat. That's when people right. the, 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 the one player who should show up is probably B Dog. Brian. B Dog's the only. He's the Eagles player I know that don't nobody dislike. Even people that don't like the Eagles like Brian Dawkins. Like Brian Dawkins might be um, the most beloved. Ain't that crazy though, Jim? Like, wouldn't it wouldn't it seem crazy to hear somebody say, "Yo, I hate Brian Dawkins." <laughs> yeah, you, you start judging him. You start judging him. Like, hey, what's wrong with your life? Right. Like, what's wrong with you? What, 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 what be off no, but... by Curtis Martin? Like, he's a nice guy. He's um... a <laughs> what the be off by Curtis Martin? Be kind. Be kind. Be kind. I smart. You is kind. Yeah. I called him kind. He don't curse. Yo, hold on, curse. He don't drink. Yo, if B Dog stepped on this boat, he wouldn't have to walk with his own feet the whole week. Like they would carry him around to to wherever he's going on the boat or on the islands when they dock and go on excursions. And some of them dudes would be offering their wives to him. Right, and that's, like, right. that's not even a joke. Be right. dog be in, be dog be in the uh in the on the cruise on the in the pool, which I've never been. Jim, have you ever been on a cruise ship pool in a cruise ship pool? I haven't, yo. I haven't. Yo, them Jones look like dirty bath water. No matter how nice the ship <laughs> is, they look like dirty bath water. But be Austin to be in that. I said be Austin. The royal penis is clean, your highness. <laughs> Like I'm about to say every hour on the hour. The <laughs> yeah, you also definitely gonna be at the bar with a two thousand dollar bill. <laughs> Yo, so you going, be Austin? Single malt. You going on the Eagles cruise? No, I'm I'm cool. I'm cool. <laughs> Neil said pool water is disgusting. Yeah, pool water. Period is is disgusting. But at least you know it's most public pools are big enough. And they throw enough chlorine in there to try to fight I'm about some to say, stuff. You, all you got to do is, all wait you got to do is OD you go on a cruise? Money. You go on a cruise, you the, the chlorine, pools are so small, they just look like, it looks like dirty bath water, especially on a carnival. Yo. I ain't trying to throw you under the bus, carnival, but you know how to yeah, dirty you get scab- getting scabies. <laughs> carnival. carnival cruise. Yo, y'all, think, y'all think y'all made ADP going to show up at that cruise? Yeah, he will. Yeah, the John not though. I don't think she allowed to do stuff no more. But um, yeah, I'm not gonna be there. I won't move to the next story. EDP <laughs> gonna be the one dirtying up the pool. He gonna dirty up the pool. Yo, yo, y'all man, Enos <laughs> Cancer is still out here, like you know, still out here testing his fate because he's wearing a Freedom Fall T-shirt. We already know he's wanted in about four or five different countries, dead or alive. Yeah, but um. He came. He came out before the Celtics against the game against the Raptors with a T-shirt that says "Freedom for All," which is funny, yo, because this is the first time he's traveled outside of America since the 2018 season. Um, if y'all, you know, don't remember, we talked about this before. The Turkish president, because Enes Kanter is very outspoken about him, he's basically placed dude on the terror list and revoked his passport. <laughs> So he hasn't like he hasn't been able in two seasons to go to a Toronto game. He couldn't play um, when the Celtics went to not the Celtics. Who was he with? Somebody he was playing with went to London. Might have been the Knicks. They went to London. He couldn't go to that game because they revoked his passport and placed him on a terror list. Um, it was waiting for this for this Christmas game. Canada, you know, Canadian officials 
made sure that he was going to be cool so he can come with the team and play in the game. And like Jimmy said, he took that opportunity to go ahead and wear a shirt that might be a little antagonizing to the people that's trying to keep trolling. him from being able to trolling. do that. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but you're trolling on a dangerous level here. If they let you do that, just do it quietly because they're they going to kill you one day. We're going to see a very uh, tragic story about Enos Cantor one day. It's crazy. It's crazy. Country is man. One of the benefits we get we get to slander we get to slander public officials because, I mean, you know, the ball the ball the ball's uh his mentions be filthy. Like we get to slander him, which is a beautiful thing. So so yeah, to us for other countries you get our, our leaders. We got the right to slander him, which is beautiful, man. It's a beautiful thing. But uh, <laughs> yo, salute to Enos Cantor, man. Be safe though. And my tax don't waste. Be safe though. Um. Yo, man, um, here's a, here's a good tackling. story for you gentlemen. Here's Free a good tackling. story for you gentlemen during this holiday season. Um, and happy Hanukkah to those listening. Um, Al Collins, he surprised his mom with a house for Christmas. So, you know what I'm saying? The team the team ain't playing well, but he's, he's out there, you know, making it happen for his mom, bought her a crib. You know what I mean? He was out there house shopping while he was supposed to be in his playbook. But that's not my I mean, he's like, yo, I don't care. I don't, he almost for Jason, Jason Garrett for <laughs> mm-hmm. So now, nah, Lou that's, that's, that's a, a whole crib for Christmas. So that's 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 a fire story. Like that's a hell of a Christmas. Mom, how do you top that? Dope. How you top that? I know. What are you gonna do next year? Yeah, you know. uh, I, I ain't no baller. I ain't no baller like that. But I bought my wife a minivan for Christmas last year. <laughs> like. <laughs> I, I can't top that unless I bought her some some luxury, and I can't afford that. So that ain't never getting topped. <laughs> Man, it is. <laughs> Come back next year with go. perfume. <laughs> Minivan the <to> perfume. Significant <laughs> step down. Significant step down. Hell yeah. Yo. Take this perfume and smell good in your minivan. <laughs> no, Yo, shout man. out to Lyle. So man. those are the stories. Those are the stories that happened while you were on a group, man. Like, what what happened uh, to date in sports history, yo? I know we got something uh, happened. To this date in sports history, man, like, we got to take it way back to 1919, December 26, 1919. This is actually a big day in sports because this was the day that the Red Sox and Yankees reached an agreement on the transfer of one Babe Ruth to the New York Yankees. This is the day that man. the so-called – Man. Curse of the Bambino started that the uh, Red Sox just now got out of at the beginning of this century. Um, I Man. believe it was like 86 years or something like that <laughs> before the curse of the Bambino was lifted. But, you know, cities, cities like Boston, they lift the curse and then they just go crazy. When like Yo, four or five Bambino, of them joined. <laughs> the Bambino. Bambino's salary yo, was eighty thousand dollars in nineteen thirty. Yeah, wasn't that Pedro Martinez who was like dig him up and I know it him too? Yeah, yeah. Pedro was a he was a thug. Yo, he beat yeah. up the old old dude, the old coach on the Yankees. Dude came at him. Yeah, Pedro him. was out of pocket. Pedro a thug. He was like yo, he was but like speaking of this, up, I'm throwing him too. Because I know there's a lot of people out there that just think the whole aura and the whole career and everything that Bambino accomplished was kind of sus, kind of fraud, um, especially mm-hmm. since times change. 
I was watching something a couple of weeks ago, and I found out like another rule that's changed that might have helped him in his numbers. You know how now uh, you hit a joint deep out into the field, and if it bounces and goes out, not even bounces on the wall. Like if it bounces on the ground and goes out, they call it like a uh, a double. Damn, what do you call it? A double. It's a double, but it's called something. I forgot the term. Um, ground rule double is what they call ground it. Ground rule double. Back then, back yeah, ground rule double. Back then, and when Babe Ruth was hitting quote unquote ground rule doubles, they were home runs. If the ball bounced and it what? went out, they called it a home run. I didn't know that. So I'm like, I'm wondering how many of them joints he probably hit. You know what I'm saying? That they're actually uh, counting uh, as home runs that other yeah. dudes aren't counting. Yeah. As home run, Bambuski. Bambuski wasn't a real ski. Oh, yo, I messed with the Bambino because his off the off the field behavior. Because he was out there like, you know, fighting. He was on the field like, though. He was drinking beer in the dugout. Like, <laughs> and he was out there smoking, just living it up. Like his life was amazing. As short as it was, he lived an amazing life. Him and Wilt could have hung out, had things to talk about, places to go, people to see. I mean, well, <laughs> pretty much, I mean, pretty much. It, not for other reasons, though. Stuff called Jim Crow. <laughs> but, I mean, anyway. Um, <laughs> Jack, Jack Johnson. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, let's get into some uh, some some NBA talk to get us up out of here. Um, shoot, we really only have one big top topic that we need to talk about oh, yeah, since yeah, this yeah. is the last yeah, show we, of the we, decade. We're going to get out of here. Yeah, we so before we do that, we got, we got like I least. told you earlier, Y'all can check out our website at worldroomsports.com. If you want to call in and speak with us about anything NBA-related, you can dial the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline at 323-410-0012, or you can press 1 when prompted. Um, if you're already listening from your phone, just press 1 if you want to talk. All right, listen. We're going to get out of here early tonight, but I do have one topic that I want to get everybody's opinion on, and that includes you. Um, Skyview, Bias, everybody listen. I want to get y'all opinion on this too. But before we do, gotta let you know that NBA Rap is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. If you need a custom website, go to digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-403. Stop using Facebook pages. I mean, you know, if you got your OnlyFans page popping, salute to you. But you got to get a custom website, digitalextremetech.com, 267-205-4203. Say I heard it in the war room and get you a discount. But it's time to talk about hoops, this thing of ours. <laughs> All right, so here's my one question. I want to get everybody's perspective on this, and you don't have to just rush to answer it. Think about it. All right, so we always talk about this whole decade thing. Um, who is the NBA player of the decade? Now, there's only two names that most people name, and I think it's probably between the two. But I want to yeah, say what everybody's thinking. Yeah, two man, two horse who, race. Who who who's the player of the decade? And if you like, give me your, your opinion of why you feel it. Is it Curry, or is it LeBron, Raymond James? Who's the player of the decade? If you think it's somebody else, add name here. But yeah, I think our our conversation centers around the two that Jimmy just said. Yeah, um, I can't see nobody else. You know? Like I mean, go ahead, Scott. What's your NBA related comment? Okay. What'd you say? So, mm-hmm. I can't yeah, I mean, like the only else. other person you probably could try to name Harden? is a Kevin Durant, 
but it's like it's hard to put him in it because he kind of came on and latched on to Steph's success, even though they may not have had the later success without a Kevin Durant. But the way everybody will always look at it, you joined a team that was already devastating. You getting on that team just assured that y'all were going to keep going, but you kind of jumped on the Steph's train after it left the station. So that's why I think it just comes down to LeBron and and Steph. Now, there's a lot of reasons why I think it should be LeBron James, but there's a lot of stuff with Steph that you got to take into consideration. I hear this all the time, especially when people are having these GOAT conversations, these Legends conversations, um, these Mount Rushmore-type conversations. They always talk about who changed the game. Um, and I think of these two players – the only person that really has that distinction is Steph. I think LeBron, I don't think he did anything to change the game, though I still don't think we've ever seen a complete physical package pause like LeBron James brought to the game and the stuff that he can do, you know, from pretty much any position on the court. But when we talk about change the game, we talk, We spoke about it earlier in the broadcast. Like, the league has gone from the three-point line. I mean, it was always building up to where it was going to be more prominent in the game than it used to be. But it, now it just seems like Steph opened the floodgates. And he and the Golden State Warriors and the style that they played, at least the way people view them, has the whole league out here just launching. Like, every night I watch the NBA – to me, like, I don't call them basketball games anymore. It's like I'm sitting down to watch the the daily three-point contest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People just run up and down the court shooting threes, even though the Warriors didn't necessarily play like that. But interpretation sometimes is a hell of a drug. <laughs> and, and this is what they people the think they saw, and now they're out here going crazy with it. And I think Steph has a lot to do with why the NBA and – not just the NBA. He changed. He might have changed basketball. You walk into any gym right now, any age, and there's no it's supervision. There's no fly. organized practice going on. All the kids are doing from five years old to teenagers are just like like just letting it fly. And most of them can't but, shoot, but they let it right. fly any damn way. I, here's one thing I will give LeBron credit for, right? So I think LeBron did change the game, right, um, a, a little bit in that he brought back the um, Connor guy that did a little bit of everything. So when Michael Jordan when Michael Jordan came in the league, right, and was so dominant at scoring and pretty much doing everything, all the guys that came after him felt like they had to put the ball – they had to, like, shoot a gazillion times a game and be the dominant scorer where – I see a lot of guys now, like, where LeBron has an impact in terms of, like, being able to do a little bit of everything. Where you don't have to necessarily be the dominant scorer. Um, Steph comes in, changes it again, and makes the three-point shot what it is. I think LeBron was both. The reason why I say LeBron didn't change the game, I just think LeBron, I don't think he could change the game because it's not easy to to impersonate LeBron. It's not a knock against him. Plus, it's not a knock against him. Plus, my answer is LeBron. I think LeBron is the player. No, 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 no. I get that. I was just giving Steph case. Yeah, I I just I I think Steph is easier to impersonate because you could be the average height size dude off the street 
and do what Steph does. You just got to learn how I to shoot. I totally get what you're saying. I totally get what you're you saying. You can't impersonate I don't see the alpha guys coming in like I think like when Kobe and, and, and McGrady came in and they felt like they had to shoot the ball 68 times a game. Now, you still do have James Harden. But I see guys. I'm about to say, you got a lot of dudes averaging 25 and up these days that don't seem that oh, damn good. Because everybody's scoring. The, the NBA, specifically speaking, because <laughs> of the three point is, line. Is a whole of strategy <laughs> the three point line is the great equalizer. It's because of Steph, but it's also because of a lot of things. Like, a lot of times we're going to want to admit this, but this whole idea, like this D'Antoni nonsense in terms of the speed of the game. Um, and the success that he had in terms of building players and making an exciting brand of basketball had an effect on the overall game. Because it's, it's Steph, but it's more than Steph. Like, there are more shot attempts. The game is moving so much faster. The way the game is efficient has changed. And all of it really, if you really, really get deep into it, it goes down to capitalism. But we could, we could deal with that another day. Um, I'm pretty sure you guys know what I mean when I say that. Um, oh, yeah. But when I talk about the player of the actual decade, uh, it's tough because the team success is there. But to me, it still has to be LeBron. Like, this is LeBron's decade. Because to me, LeBron, um, and not to take one of his uh, sayings, but it's bigger than basketball. LeBron James is like a global icon. Like, LeBron James is the only player, in my opinion, I guess it's my opinion. I know people don't hate when I say this because there's a lot of Kobe fans, a lot of Tim Duncan fans, a lot of Shaq fans. LeBron is the only player since Mike to reach that level that Mike has reached in terms of being years in the game. Like, mm-hmm. his name holds weight. Like, he's the only player. Like, I don't think Kobe had reached a level. I don't think even Shaq reached a level. Hakeem. Now, these are all great players that came, you know, post-Mike. But I think LeBron is in the air in terms of being bigger than the game of basketball. No, I, I don't. I don't disagree with that. Because I think, I think like, the Kobe respect and the, and the LeBron respect, I think it's a two different thing. I think, I think Kobe is respected more by NBA peers, respected and maybe feared, where I don't think LeBron necessarily has ever, you know, hoarded that fear over the league. But, like you said, on an iconic level, stuff – being bigger than the game, yeah, he's he definitely arrived there. I mean, and that's the main because, reason why you're always going to hear people saying LeBron or Jordan, and they're going to try to make it a basketball thing. When it comes to basketball, I really think, you know, it might not be as close as people think it is, but when you factor everything else into it, LeBron is the only person on his level. My opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I mean LeBron. LeBron because LeBron is an icon. It, it's so much. It's, it's to do with his business, his school. Um, I mean, at this point, my man is getting my man is getting points for like showing up at his son's game. Like it's just everything. <laughs> it's the way he's carried himself on and off the court. It's the I can't. But you know, a lot of shit. that hype comes from me. stuff that Mike didn't do. Yeah, Mike yeah, did. Mike care about he did show up to his son's never. game that time because y'all remember that time Eric Gordon was giving his son the business. And kept looking at Mike in the crowd. Yo, he was like, "Oh, you my son? Take these buckets." <laughs> he was on my way to. He was league. giving him work. He was, like, he was like, "Take these buckets on my way to the league." You Yo, stay here. Skyview says, "Um, he says I was Mike, uh, yeah, Mike, Mike got, my kid got a spanking after that. Oh yeah, my kid had yeah. to get a spanking after that. Um, no, don't embarrass me go, like go, that. 
Yo, no, Bryce, I was going to read Skyview's comments, but go ahead, B. What was it, FSU, FAU, whatever it was he played for? And Some bum. Their, their, Some team, bum. their team sneak their team sneak was Adidas, and then his son refused to wear it. So Mike came in and suited the whole school up. Like, all right, FOH, I got the whole school contract now with Jordan. So that was kind of like, you know, that was pretty <laughs> dope to see him do that. I still wouldn't have yeah, Eric Gordon still gave him help. That was the equivalent, that was the equivalent of Brian and the layup line. I'm going to just buy y'all something. You know Mike don't do nothing. He just put his money. When I think of Steph, um, what, it is, what he can do, as I think you pointed out, Dev, it, it, it is relatable to the common man. I mean, even though yeah. we know that the common Jim man doing it. Doesn't, have that, <laughs> doesn't have the hand-eye coordination, can't hit that, but you can try. You just can't try to be six nine and two hundred and eighty pounds. Like it just and and run that fast and jump that high and do it like LeBron is impossible to imitate or emulate. Um, I'm also not convinced that Steph is is as dominant as LeBron. In fact, I would say he's nowhere near as dominant as LeBron. He's dominant in his own right and in his own way. He'll go down as a top five point guard of, of, of all time, I believe. But Le- LeBron, as you said, is in rare air, I believe, and and I would put him top five of all time, bar none. Like that, that's where he lands. So I would say that it has to belong to to LeBron Raymond. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely believe. And, and the thing is, though, where people are going to look negatively upon him is because his decade had to be shared because there was. An argument, you know what I'm saying? There are people out there who thinks it's Steph because, again, they go by the rules that they think Michael Jordan made. Like you got to win, you know, damn near all of the damn championships in a decade for you to own that decade. Whereas LeBron had another player to win just as many as he did in the decade. Mm -hmm. But come on, LeBron was hands down the the greatest player. The greatest icon in in the decade, Steph. He, he made his run at it, but you know, yeah, here's the thing though: bigger than basketball. Steph, Steph is relatable, but it's funny because like um, I read Andre Iguodala's biography, and in this book he talks about how people think that Steph just comes from hard work. He, he just saying how Steph is blessed with some sort of like weird savant type yeah. hand eye coordination. Yeah. He, mm-hmm. he said. That, he said he said dealing with hand eye coordination Steph He said so when the team is when the team is out, he said they're playing darts. Like Steph dominates the entire team. He said when it comes to like golf, anything dealing with hand eye coordination, the ball is like it's ninety four into a plastic cup at the end of the court, Steph's gonna win that. He's like Steph's hand eye is 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 otherworldly, like it's supernatural. So he does I, I yeah. realize that I'm sure we do as yeah. well. There is way more to Steph than than meets the eye, but because he's six three, because he looks like every man as compared to LeBron, who looks like he because because his whiz is average. Like people think they can be Steph. <laughs> like, <laughs> yo, yo, that you was know, his whiz be at home cooking just like everybody else with. Like you know, you think all right, I can do that. <laughs> I think 
that gets people confused about Steph. No, you can't do what Steph does. Doesn't matter how many shots you take, your your ceiling is Damon Jones, you know, in terms of, of shooting three. Like, <laughs> Question for y'all from uh, Skyview. He said, do y'all think Zion is purposely being held out to win rookie of the year next season? You know, that's kind of what they do now, but they keep but they keep giving us hope that he might come back. When they've done this with other people, you kind of knew from the jump. Like they're like, yeah, we, he's not going to play this year. They still keep telling us that he's going to play, but at he's this different. point, it only makes sense because the Pelicans aren't good. So you know, hold him out. Cats like JJ Redick will be mad because it'll mess up his playoff streak. But he'll probably get traded to a contender by the time. It's different. It's different for Zion because they wanted to bring him back, but they've never dealt with somebody of his size. Like him, I think him being six eight, six seven, six eight, and three hundred and twenty pounds puts him at a disadvantage in terms. So of they his really recovery. have to be careful with him instead of just trying to win an award. He's not. He's not necessarily sitting around at the table with with us eating. But, you know, he's a healthy bull, and he don't turn down seconds. So while he's healing, he's doing nothing but gaining <laughs> So then when you bring right. him back, if you Which get him is on dangerous the court, on a foot because there's going to be even more yeah. pressure on that foot. He's now 340, still jumping out the gym because he's a young bull. <laughs> but he's 340 playing the small forward. you like, look, man, come on, man. We're just going to hold you out. We're going to put this weight limit in your in your contract. You've got to be 275, 280, though. You can't come in here at 360, man. You can't do it. We, we, we understand we're resting and recovering. So I think that's why they're holding him out, even more so than him just healing. I think he's he's healing fine, but he's also, you know, he went home for Christmas. They cooked. You know what I'm saying? He came back, a little bit of double chin with him. He's like a Barkley. He's like, he's like Chuck. Yeah, you get him off that court. And it's going to be hell trying to get him back in shape. Um, as far as our question, player of the decade, Neil says uh, her basketball game watching has been sporadic this last decade. She was spending so much time trying to finish her degrees. You know, by the time she came back, the Lakers stunk so bad she didn't want to watch. <laughs> she didn't watch that much. Um, yeah. Yes, sir. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, man. That's, so. Uh, yeah, so I think everybody it's 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 unanimous, I believe here that it it's LeBron, no question. You know, I was just giving Steph a little bit of an argument for the for the people who will make an argument for Steph. I can understand what you're saying, but I don't agree with the end results. I think this was the decade of Raymond. Um, and by no, the way, we not, sometimes if, if, and, and by the way, in the beginning, in the beginning. In the beginning of the decade and the end of this decade, if, if you put any GM up and you can have Steph or LeBron, I don't think anybody's taking yeah. Uh, Steph. Yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just that thing. Like, sometimes you come along at the wrong time where somebody's out there dominating. The thing is, Steph, Steph was blessed enough to, you know, to be able to share in the, at least the team success of the dynasty. Of the of the decade, you know, Definitely. got him Steph, two MVPs, Steph. the only unanimous one. So he shared in it enough to have his name brought up. Like you think back to the nineties, and Steph. you're not even saying anybody else's name, which is a shame. Yeah. They, had, they had so no. many, you know, top level superstars back then. But <laughs> when somebody dominates the thing kill. like that, 
Neil before Zod. Um, y'all not gonna mention hoodie? Mello yeah, I think also. Mello? I think also because because the only um, the only other person you can mention is 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 probably the most hum the most humble athlete there is, but the honorable. Yeah, the honorable. Um, the honorable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Elijah Wong. But <laughs> he, he, he jumped in and grabbed two when the ball was and, and, and rolled out. But no, the honorable likes the honorable likes to let you know though. Like no, he was history. he was like he was in the league when I got my second one. Don't get it twisted. Like y'all can say what y'all want yeah, about him not being what he was, but he was there. He lost the shot. That's still one of the saddest things <laughs> in sports history that we never got to see that Houston team go against that Bulls team Georgia because Bull, I know, when they played in the regular season, Houston was cooking them. But never speaking of when it really mattered. That Bulls documentary it's been pushed back to June, but they starting to cook a little bit with the advertisements again. I thought it was, yeah, remember, man. we thought it was like January. So now the January yeah. is almost here. They must, they must be getting extra footage. Cause when I saw the, the, the new ad for it, they were interviewing people. I didn't even know watch basketball. Like what was Nas doing in the commercial? <laughs> Dog. All I know is Yo, they interview everybody about that. So if they wait well, until June, dropped. they better come to the war room and ask our opinions. I was there. Yo, our well. take is going to be unbearable when this joint drops because all the, all the mic, all the y'all, y'all think Bron fans is bad. Watch this. No, but it's, but it's not even just that though. The Brown fans are going to be out there trashing Mike for no reason, and the Mike fans mm-hmm. going to be out Pretty there much. being annoying as as Adam Gase. So Yo, <laughs> it's going to go right back y'all. to the. Let me, put it in. Let's, let, let, let me just make this note. I hate all y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All you anyway, man. All you rose bearers and bathers and wipers. Come on, man. All you helmet carriers. We need we need to be out early. We need extra time to get ready for five (laughs) hundred. Yeah, pretty much. So let's get out of here, man. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another thing in the war room. Shout to everybody in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter. Anybody, listen, um, who supported us up to episode ninety nine. Salute to all of y'all. We appreciate it. Chat room, make sure y'all are there next week, man. Everybody, tune in next week, live right here on demand. It's going to be our 500th episode. That's right. We've been podcasting before podcasting was cool. Make sure y'all here. We're going to do some more reminiscing, bring back some blast from the past, catch you up on everything happening around the world of sports. So until then, enjoy your week. Enjoy your start next week. We'll see you right back here next time. Catch everything we do, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Everything we do at the hub, warmsports.com. Pick up my book, sportsthebook.com, or at the hub of warmsports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be fast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on top.
secret, secret, but the streets know. Bellafani, I got a chief flow. KC, royalty, I'm in beast mode. Two hours, get your game up. Who's the best in sports cast? You better name us. What real sports? Sports, www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it.